Well, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. This is Mike Salen with Cape Fear Men. I thank you for joining us on this program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. On this program, we like to talk to men who have a vested interest in helping men to be the men God has called all of us to be. And today I have Dennis Merritt with me. Dennis is the founder of Finch Men's Ministry. We'll explain that Finch here in just a few minutes, what it means and the acronym that it is. But the mission of Finch Men's Ministry is to fellowship together and equip one another to better navigate a fallen world as we grow as disciples and as we learn to walk with a kingdom confidence. That comes right off your website, man. I I, I really uh, I really like that. That's that, that's good. Dennis, welcome to welcome to the program, man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Dennis is also uh, for many of you that may not know, Dennis is also a Marine, and he's uh, active duty right now in California. Is it Camp Pendleton you're at? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's out there and and uh, been been in been serving our country in that capacity for how many years now? Uh, coming up on seventeen. Seventeen. He's a career man, and uh, Dennis, we uh, not only myself. I know there's many of us that is listening out there and watching this that really do appreciate your sacrifice and your family sacrifice for our country for this. We we definitely appreciate your work in that area. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Mike. So tell me about Finch Men's Ministry. What is Finch Men's Ministry? Well, so we've uh, we've recently been molding that. I guess that vision for it. So as of right now, Fang kind of stands to to grow, equip, plant men's ministries um, all around the country, all around the world. And so we do have some missionary guys that are overseas, but for the most part, we're trying to help men pursue the calling that God's put on their life. And so mm. we're we've shifted a little bit. We were just trying to reach men and do men's groups and stuff like that. But, um, as we, as we grow and we learn and we discern what God's trying to do with this group, we've expanded that a little bit more to just try and pursue other men and come alongside other men and help them to accomplish the things that God's put on their hearts as well. Now, when you started this ministry, you were actually in North Carolina and uh, uh, at a Marine base there. And, and it was initially kind of focusing on the, the military personnel. Have you have you expanded beyond that now? Uh, somewhat, but there is still a huge military presence in our group. Um, so the online uh, Facebook group that we have has over 600 people in it. And there are quite a bit of military members in there from every branch. Uh, but we do have um police officers and first responders and firefighters and and then just ups drivers or linemen or just all kinds of different men all different types of walks of life and so well that's well that's good that's good i and uh and i know you said you had people in chapters i know when i look <clears> on the <throat> website and, and see some things you got chat i mean how many what do you call them? do you call them chapters or what do you what do you call them yeah chapters are just different leaders in, in different cedars, cities for the most part. There's, I think we're in eight, eight different states right now, uh, two okay. different countries, and we got 10 leaders. So mm. it's expanding. It's growing. God's doing a great thing through through this ministry, more than we could have ever imagined. So, 
so, so what are some of the things we're doing? So what, what are some of the things you're seeing that's coming out of this? Well, so um, we got a lot of different guys with a lot of different callings in their lives. And so it's just trying to um, get behind them and, and help equip them. So there's, like I said, there's one gentleman in Southern California who's a firefighter. He's trying to, to reach the guys that are in his um, fire station and the, the men that are around him on a daily basis. I mean, they get stuck there for multiple days at a time. And so he's trying to lead them to Christ. And so we try and help him do that. And there's a gentleman in Ohio who's goes into prisons. He's also jumping into some other men's groups at his home and a gentleman in Albuquerque, he does troubled youth ministry and street ministry and evangelism. A missionary in Uganda, who when he miss he he has another organization that ministers to the missionaries and brings a little bit of I guess pouring back into them as they're constantly pouring out. And when he meets, he meets um, under the Fang umbrella with the the men specifically and. Just a lot of people. CJ in Georgia, he's a he's a youth leader at his church. And so mm-hmm. how do we how do we equip him to best lead those children and, and the youth age students to love, know and, and serve Jesus? So So do you, you do a lot of training, I guess, in, in, uh, with your leaders and things of that nature? Yeah, we try to. Um we jumped on a call uh the last month. And just kind of went over like, okay, what are some lessons learned that we've all experienced from being in youth leadership or right. what are the, what are some of the, the things that we need to think about some of the, the things to be careful for what, how do you create from scratch a, a functioning youth ministry that's going to, to really reach the, this new generation of children and stuff. And so we, we pull from each other. Um, we try and glean from each other's wisdom and knowledge. And we, we have, part of our new vision is like bridge building. Like how do we connect people to other ministries or people that have been through this and that understand these things. And so I called on my old youth leader from North Carolina and he was able to give us a whole bunch of information. And this is what I learned doing youth ministry for five, six, seven years in North Carolina. Mm. So we're able to pull from each other and learn a lot. Yeah, that networking is very important. A lot of times, when you know, we we can't do ministry alone. We got to have that networking where we pulled off each other and and gain the knowledge that others have have acquired through their own personal ministries. And that's great. That's super that you do that. Well, explain to us how did you come up with Finge, and what does it mean? <laughs> so, Fang is a fellowship, equip, navigate, and grow, and so. The the actual word for the phoenix um, in Japanese is is fang, and so the the image of the phoenix, which is on our our emblem, is something that dies and then is raised as a new creation from the ashes. And so that's what we're trying to do as we become believers as men. We're trying to put our old self to death, die to self daily, and we're we coming back as a new creation in Christ. And so I was in the desert and we were kind of bouncing back and forth with names and ideas as we were creating this thing. And I was 
the desert of California walking at night and there's nobody around. It was pretty late and I just left a meeting and all the space in the world out there, it's the desert, you know, and this Marine walks right in front of me and almost steps on me. And at the time I was praying under my breath, like, Lord, what, what's the name that we need to go with? What do we need to like, what's, what's going to accomplish what we, what we need to do. And this Marine walks in front of me and he has a camelback on and on his camelback is his last name. And we're in the middle of the, the, all this space in the desert. I almost stepped on this kid. And as he walks in front of me and walks away, I look at his camelback and see his name. His name was Feng. And that was one of the names that we were throwing around. And I was like, okay, yeah, that, that solidifies it. Thanks, God. <laughs> it's kind of like beating you up against, against the head. I've told you once already, so here's yeah. another. Here's a... <laughs> well, that's good. That, 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 that's a good story to hear about how sometimes God uses interesting situations that we're in and going through and dealing with to give us a, a word of encouragement to help us sure. to know where we need to go. That's good. That's good stuff. Good stuff. What's coming up with, with thing? What's, 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 what's some new stuff you got on, on, on tap? So last year we did our first ever thing men's conference. Um, mm. It is small, humble beginnings, right? So we started in, we got a big Airbnb in North Carolina and we all, all the leaders met up there and we spent, four days fellowshipping, worshiping, teaching lessons, um, equipping one another, um, laying hands on each other, praying for each other, just all the things. And it was amazing. It was, it was hugely edifying. And so we all kind of left that on fire, ready to go. And so I think this year we're going to try and follow suit. We're, we're talking about locations right now. We want to switch it. Uh, possibly to the West Coast. Last year we did the East Coast and we have leaders everywhere. So it's kind of, there's no central ground or easy place. So we're trying to do that, but then also throwing around a couple ideas of um, possibly partnering with the church and expanding the conference to um, like an open invite one day equipping conference that mm -hmm. that takes place. and. We're still bounce around in the very early stages of that, um, thinking about that possibility. But for sure, this year we will have another uh, fan conference for the leaders specifically. And so, what we try and do with Fang is like equip leaders to be able to go out and create disciples. Mm -hmm. And so, how do we pour into these men that are going to go out? similar to what you do with Cape Fear Men. Like, how do I pour into the leaders that are going to go out and meet, reach the masses? And so how do we give this guy all, the, all the, the skills, knowledge, weaponry, if you will, to go out on the front lines and, and reach the men of the church, the men of their city, the men in their family, the, the men that are around them. And so that's one of the things that we're we're trying to be more intentional about it. It's like, how do we get together in person? Because that's powerful. And it's hard to do with a, a ministry that's spread all across the country, you know? I mean, we even had our leader from Uganda make the trip back to North Carolina last year. It took him wow. two days, but he made it. And it was, it was, it was a great time. 
that's that is deep that is good that you he was able to do that because that is a long ways yeah is a long ways from here um (laughs) that's super that that is super so is everyone all your leaders involved in in a discipleship work of somewhat of some sorts i would say of some sorts um a lot of people go through different seasons and they have different things going on so there are some guys that are still on the leadership team, but they're not actively um, involved in a group or leading anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we keep them in there just for equipping purposes. That's fine. Like I know that you have a new job and your kids are doing these things and you're involved in this other ministry at your church. And But we still want to stay connected so that when the when your schedule does clear up and you are able to uh, pursue men in the way that God has put on your life or put on your heart, then we're, we're still here for you. We're still connected kind of thing. And so majority of them are pursuing it. Even, I mean, some of them are just one meeting with one person at the time, just discipling one individual. And then you have like Joe in North Carolina, he's been leading the men's ministry at at the church, but under the thing umbrella for consistently since 2020, mm. you know, every week they, they have their meeting and he comes up with the, the messages that are going to be shared. And he's gone through multiple book studies and all kinds of stuff. And so it just depends on what location yeah. it is and who's involved with what. So it's, it's interesting. We get together periodically and have just zoom conferences or conversations just to to talk and it's just so edifying hearing all the different things that these gentlemen are involved in in their local churches their local cities and just all the things that are happening in the way god's using everyone involved yeah yeah we talked about some fellowship after obviously that's one of the things that you do um what are some fellowship events or opportunities do you provide do you provide for the, the man who want to get connected who wants to get equipped, get connected. What are some um, things you do? I mean, you, uh, uh, the conference you were talking about earlier, that's more for the, for the leaders, correct? That's, that was more for the leadership conference. Basically. So, so far it has been just for the leaders. Yeah. But, but you're also talking about expanding that to, to include yeah. everybody else. But uh, what have you been doing to create fellowship? so they can network and understand the importance of being connected together as men. So, like I said, we get together and we have like our own um, meetings and gatherings on Zoom and stuff like that just to to stay connected as leaders. But then in in the individual places, a lot of times it's just as simple as asking a gentleman to go get coffee and then sitting down and having those conversations. Um, Other places are a little more intentional like the – Uh, Our leader in Ohio, Trevor, he's trying to plan like a barbecue right now just to get people to come out. And then when they're there, he'll talk to them about the groups that he's trying to lead and the the book studies that he's wanting to move into. Right. And so it just depends on on where you're at. There's a lot of different things. We're trying to to incorporate different events depending on where people are at. And so some guys, they, they reach the guys in there their gym and so they'll go and do like an active workout or something to to try and 
reach the men that are around them and and relate to them in a, a type of way and spend time doing things that they they both have in common so that they can open that door to conversation about their faith and sharing Jesus with them and stuff. So yeah. it's really, there's no like set program or anything. It's really just what are the things that you're interested in that you can help gain interest from somebody else so that you guys can connect in a way that brings that comfortability and relationship so that you can actually open that door to, to try and start the conversation. Well, Dennis, tell us a little bit about your testimony. Tell us a little bit about how you came to Christ and, uh, and, uh, what, what is that story all about? <laughs> um, well, I was, I think joining the Marine Corps was all part of God's plan. Um, they, a lot of times in my early years, it was just mistaken identity. I was putting, I put my identity in the Marine Corps and that was, that was my full pursuit for a long time. And, um, that eventually led to my marriage being on the rocks and, um, led to divorce and child custody and all the things that, that go along with that. And that left me in a kind of a, a dark place. And I was putting my identity in, in the alcohol and spending time in the bars and doing all the things that I shouldn't be doing, you know? And eventually I met my wife, my, my current wife. And when we were just talking, getting to know each other a little bit, her, her father was coming into town. And so I was interested in this girl. And so I wanted to impress her dad. And so she invited me to church and I was like, sure, I'll check it out. And went to church and it was nothing like I had experienced when I was a young child going with my grandmother. There were no wooden pews or anything. It was, it was a, a church in Jacksonville and had nice comfy seats and great worship and lights down low and everything. And uh, it was just, it was very different and, and new for me. And so I was interested and just kept going and kept going. And then God lit that fire and uh, my wife and I got baptized together and mm. we've been in a full sprint pursuing the Lord ever since. So started, changed my, my degree plan in college and went and got my um, leadership degree from seminary. And now we're just involved in all the things we can. My wife and I are currently doing the marriage ministry at our church in California. And so just trying to see where, where God's going to lead us and, Super. That's great. Well, Dennis, I think we're coming up on our time a little bit. And so we're going to kind of start wrapping up. What What is one thing, if you had a captured audience of men and, and you wanted to express to them the importance of, of, of connecting together or dealing with life issues or struggles, what is that one thing that you would want them to encourage them on uh, when they pursued God? I would say... just the fact that you're you're not alone you don't have to do it by yourself like mm -hmm. there's there's groups of men and kind of what things things out there for there's there's so many men that are willing to come alongside you and partner with you and help you and equip you and help you grow and disciple you and all the things and it, there's 
especially in the military, men just want to figure it out on their own. I want to make mm-hmm. my own path. I want to make sure that like, I want to pursue God the way that I feel like pursuing God and the way that I think I should pursue God. And I mean, there's an instruction, there's a, there's a guidebook that's out there to help us. And mm-hmm. we, there's men available that are willing to grab that and come alongside another man and just guide them in the direction that they need to go to be a better a man, a better father, a better husband, all the things, better worker. Just you don't have to do it on your own. No, that's that's a, that's a good word there, and that's so true. So many of us, we uh, we try to do it on the own, and 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 we see it kind of as a sign of weakness when we cry for help or ask for help, but it's yeah. not. It's actually a sign of strength you know, because you recognize your, your situation and that you do need other people to encourage you, to walk with you through the situation. And they may see things that you don't see and, yeah. and can help you help you through that. They encourage you in the Word of God, encourage by praying with you, being there to take you, to pick you up. Um, you know, I used to have an old friend, and you probably may appreciate this to some degree, he used to have an old friend. He used to always say, "Who who is in your foxhole? Who's in your foxhole with you?" And because uh, 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 he's going to be there to protect you. Yeah. Well, Dennis, I thank you for joining us, and I appreciate uh, appreciate everything you're doing, Finch, and uh, and the ministry going. Uh, it, it's great to hear the the work that's going on in that ministry, and it, it is it is uh, actually a needed ministry that reaches out in areas that many of us uh, cannot get to. And I and I thank you so much for that. If people want to get up with you, I got to uh, see uh, the website for people to want to know more about it is is the f e n g men's ministry dot com men's ministry dot com. If you want to go to the website, and you also can find them on Facebook. And what's the Facebook name again? It's not. It's it's Fang Men's Group. Okay. Um, if you search it in the groups, it'll, it'll pop up. Um, just be sure to search the group and not just openly search Facebook. Otherwise weird stuff pops up. <laughs> yeah. So thing, uh, thing, uh, at the website or Fing men's group on Facebook. You look them up and you can find out all the information you want to, if you want to know more about them personally, if you want to talk to somebody, uh, here's their email address, F-E-N-G, Fing, Men's Ministry, at gmail.com. Uh, if you're more interested in about connecting with one of the uh, groups that's located throughout the country, uh, even in what, Uganda, you got, yeah. you got a group in Uganda. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and even if you're, um, uh, as you check them out, you think about you'd like to be uh, one of their leaders and start up another chapter somewhere else in another country, I'm sure they would be happy to talk with you and uh and and uh, start you on that road a little bit appreciate it dennis just thank you for everything that you you've done not only in the service of our lord but in the service of our country too it's Thanks, a great man. great work that you're doing Thanks so me, Mike. yeah so if you want to get up with me if you want to talk to me or know more about k fear men you can go to kfearmen.net and uh, see all the works that we're doing and things that was that's happening toward us and see the latest episode of our podcast or uh, see, see the latest blogs. And also, if you uh, want to talk to me directly, you can go to mike.sandlin at capefearmen.net. And I will be glad to respond to you and, uh, and talk with you in, in, the, uh, 
in the days to come as you reach out to me. But for now, I thank you for listening to Intentional Conversations with Mike Salmon. Intentional Conversations is a production of Cake for Your Men, a men's ministry coalition. And I encourage you, if you would, to please leave a comment about this program. It will help us as we develop more program to help you as men to fight the battle for men's souls. But for now, I'll leave you with this blessing. I pray God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to drink from, and a tree to shade you. This is Mike Sandlin saying God bless, and I hope you will join us again on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin. Mm -hmm.